What is up, ASM guys? It is so good to be back. We are jumping into, honestly, what's a really heavy, deep, big passage in John. So I want to just jump right to it. If you haven't yet, just take a minute, open up your Bible, open up the app on your phone, whatever you use, read John 18. And actually you can read all of 19, but read the first half of 19 is where we're going to sit today. Um, So read 18 and 19. That way you'll know a little bit of the context uh, as we go into this. But go ahead, pause the video, do that. All right, cool. Now that you've done that, let's just ask this question. And maybe you already know the answer since I told you just to read it, but why did Jesus come here? I mean, don't, I don't mean Alderwood. Jesus wasn't really in America while he was here on earth, but why did he come to earth? I mean, what was, what was his purpose? Uh, I mean, I, I know we can give a lot of really deep answers, but just think about it for a second. Heaven is so much better than earth. Like why, why would he bother to come down here? What, what, what is there? Why? And, and like I said, you can give a lot of deep answers. I'm sure we could come up with some really good church sounding answers. But what's beautiful is that actually in this story, in, in John 1837, we're going to skip ahead before we even talk about all the events that are happening. In 1837, Jesus gives us the exact reason why he came to earth. It says this, 1837, second half of the verse says, In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. It's very clear. Really, in fact, the reason I came is this. It is to testify to the truth, to speak to the truth, to share the truth is what he's saying. And that's because Jesus, remember, Jesus is God himself. And so if Jesus is God, everything that he does represents who God is, what God does, what God cares about. And he is the truth. That is one of the titles, one of his names. Jesus is the truth. So literally everything he does is truth, right? So everything, not just this story, but we're going to focus on on what happens in this story, but everything in Jesus' life is done for this purpose, to live out, to share, to be the example of truth for us. And and ultimately, uh, as you'll see next week, this week the events are leading up to his sacrifice on the cross. Next week you'll see that is one of the biggest testaments to the truth that of, of why he came here, of who he is, of God's heart for us. Um, but let's, let's walk it back before we even get there. Let's walk it way back, back to the very beginning, chapter 18. What is happening? Well, we jump right into this chapter and Jesus is being arrested, right? The Jewish leaders have showed up with their soldiers and they're arresting him. And, and ultimately, this goes way back to chapter 11, right? Remember, all of this is, is a connected story. And so in chapter 11, what we saw were the Jewish leaders gathered together to make a plan to arrest and kill Jesus. This is that plan being brought about, being completed. And, and so it was Caiaphas, who's going to make a, a brief appearance in this story. Caiaphas is the high priest, the ultimate leader of the Jewish people in terms of their religion. And so he had declared that Jesus' death, Jesus dying, would be good for the Jewish people and in fact unite them. And so that's why he created this plan. And so where we pick up is Judas has already betrayed Jesus. If you know the story, Judas was one of Jesus' disciples. He accepted a bribe to to basically rat out where Jesus was so they could find him, they could arrest him. 
And what happens is that Peter reacts in a very Petery way. If you know Peter, he's very fiery, very, very like uh, in charge, like very much like loves to be uh, very animated, I guess. And, and so Jesus or Peter, excuse me, reacts in a very Petery way and cuts off a dude's ear, right? And this is how Jesus responds to him. And what I want us to do is Jesus has a couple of, of these that I'm going to quote and we're going to talk about. And I want us to look at Jesus' character and the way that he is sharing truth in this, right? So Jesus, in reaction to Peter, cutting off one of the men's ear, Jesus commanded Peter and he says, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? quick cultural thing to understand, drink the cup. What, what Jesus is saying is, should I not take the thing that, that the Father, that God has given me? Should I not do this? Should I not go through with this? First thing that we can take away from this, first lesson, Jesus models what it looks like to submit to the Father, to his will. Je- Jesus knows his purpose And he submits to it, even though his purpose in this moment, Jesus knows, by the way, that it's going to lead to his crucifixion, his his gruesome, horrible death. But in this moment, it's to be arrested. It's to go through what we're going to see is a a total phony trial. He knows that's his purpose and he gives into it. And so our application from looking at what Jesus' truth shows, right? Shall I not drink from this cup the Father has given me? Shall I not do what God has asked me to do? When we face, this is really obvious, when we face difficult challenges, do we fight against them? Like, do we push back and try not to? Or do we actually take a moment? Because for us, it's not as direct. Jesus knew all of his mission and purpose very directly. Jesus is one with God. We have a special connection to God through his Holy Spirit as his followers. But for us, it it will require us to actually take a step back, physically step back, right? mentally step back, emotionally step back and look at the situation, pray to God for his wisdom, for his guidance. What should you do? This could be in a relationship with friends. This could be a hard conversation you need to have. This could be maybe you're you're a high school junior right now and you're looking at next year, where do I go to college? What am I supposed to do with my life? Uh, This could be, hey, I need to take a step back and I need to actually examine What is the cup that God has given me? What is the thing that he is calling me to? And maybe you do know it and you just don't want to do it. Still take that step back and ask for God to change your heart, right? We have to remember this truth that Jesus shares as well in this. Indirectly, he's showing that God's plan is greater than any of ours, any of man's, right? Greater than Peter's plan, which is apparently to try to slice people's ear off and and get out of being arrested. God's plan is greater than that. And so we can rest in that, we can have peace in that, but also Jesus models so well submitting to that. Okay, so let's move on in the story. Now, I said Jesus is going to go through a phony trial. He, he gets taken away for questioning. He's brought before the high priest, which is Caiaphas, remember? And Jesus, if you read through this, Jesus' attitude or his demeanor may kind of seem like defiance. Uh, I would say it's a little bit more of indignance. He's indignant towards them. Uh, that means he, he just doesn't respect them because we have to remember who are these people? What are they supposed to be doing? These are supposed to be the Jewish leaders that are supposed to represent God to the people. And instead what they're doing is they're putting God, Jesus, on trial through lies, deception, totally just to save their own skin, right? 
This is how Jesus responds to them, right? They're, they're questioning him. They're trying to figure things out. Not really, though. They've already figured out what they want to do. And so Jesus responds very plainly again. This is verses 20 and 21 right here. Jesus says, I have spoken openly to the world. Never hid it. Jesus replied, I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews came together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. First of all, Jesus responds because he knows this is what it is. This is a phony trial. Why are they asking him questions? They don't even care about the truth. Remember, he is the truth. They don't care about the truth. And he's actually even going further and saying, I openly spoke truth to everyone. I have not hidden my agenda. I have not hidden who I am to these people. I went to your synagogues. For, for Jewish people, if you don't know this, synagogues are kind of similar to how we'd view church. It's, it's different, but it'd be kind of the same idea. It's where they would gather for religious ceremony. And so he's like, I would go to the synagogues and I would teach and I would declare truth. And anyone that is there, you can ask because they will tell the same story because I never changed it, right? Jesus openly and clearly spoke truth to everyone. And again, this, this is another place where it's, are, are we backing down from that? Our application from this, Jesus lays out, this is the truth. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. Do we, man, this is convicting. Do we shy away from hard conversations or saying what we know we should? Right? Jesus is bold here. He's very bold in front of the people that are trying to kill him. It helps that he's God. Certainly, I get that. But what Jesus is modeling here is that he is bold there because he is bold everywhere. He is the same there that he is everywhere else. And for us, this is one of our practices is, are we the same with everyone? Are, are, we, are we even bold? Are we even brave, honest enough to share truth with our own small group, with our own people here at church that we know love us, care about us, they love Jesus. The people that, that are around us that love Jesus, your small group leaders, are you bold enough to share with them what is really happening in your life? Because the honest truth is, if you're not bold enough to do that, to speak truth here, how are you going to be bold enough when people in your life that don't love Jesus, that don't know Jesus, and, and you feel that tug, God has put it on your heart to share with them, it is going to be a lot harder to be bold, to be brave, to be honest with them about who Jesus is, about what he's done in your life. If you can't share that with the people that already share that same emotional, spiritual relationship, right? This is kind of like a muscle, right? I, I said this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Jesus in John 16 talks about, I will give you the gift of the helper, the advocate, the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like a muscle. Our relationship with the Holy Spirit is one that we work on and we strengthen so that we can become, not so that he becomes stronger, so that we can become stronger with him, that we learn to trust him and lean on him. This is the same way. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit that you have boldness to share and unless you have worked that muscle and practiced it, especially here where it's safe, it's going to be a lot harder to try to do that as soon as you're in a tough situation, right? So remember, 
Jesus openly spoke truth to everyone. He was bold and shared it and never backed away. And by the way, it was not disrespectful. He, he has the ultimate authority over these people. So maybe you don't share the same way to other people, but Jesus could. But we need to practice that too. We need to practice being bold. And it starts here at ASM, at church, in your homes. All right, moving on in the story. Now, they, they keep moving. This, it, this story moves bang, 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 right? A lot happens. He's arrested. They put him through this phony trial. And now they take him to Pilate, right? Pilate, not like an air, airplane pilot, but Pilate is his name. He's the Roman governor. He's in charge of, of the Jewish people. And he's in charge of like this province, this territory. Uh, and, and he's the one that has the legal authority to actually execute Jesus. And, and kind of the funny thing is there's this back and forth that happens between them and Pilate and Pilate and Jesus. And he doesn't want to be involved with this thing. He, he's trying to be hands off. Like, hey man, this is your issue. It sounds like a religious issue. There's no laws being broken here. What do you want me to do about it? And, and ultimately, he only gives in to even taking in Jesus under arrest just because the Jewish people are giving him such pressure. He's trying to maintain order, right? So as Pilate is questioning Jesus, one of the things he asks him is he says, you're a king, right? And, and Jesus responds to him saying this. This is in 1836. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest like how Peter did, right? He's saying they all would have stepped up and fought. If my kingdom was supposed to be of this world and I was supposed to take over, they would have fought to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. Understand this. This is Jesus' character. This is Jesus' truth. And this one is huge. This one is one that changes everything for us. It's that he's king over much more than this earth. He's king over everything. He, he is not thinking of a earthly kingdom with borders and having to, to carve that out of Rome or anything like that. Uh, for us, you know, it, it's not that he's king of the United States. He is ultimately because he's king of the world and everything. But he's king over much more than anything here on earth. And he has that long-term vision. And he's saying, that's what my disciples are supposed to have. Peter cutting off that guy's ear is actually not a positive example of Peter's fervor or strong desire relationship of Jesus. It's actually a fundamental misunderstanding of who Jesus is and what he's about. Jesus is about this long-term, eternal even, forever, infinite vision over much more than this earth. That is his kingdom. And this is simple. We ask ourselves this question of, of, do we have this long-term vision? Do we think in this way of there is more than this life? There is more to, than, than your time in middle school, than your time in high school, than your time in college, adulthood, having a family. This, that may seem so far away for some of you. You may think, man, I, I'm never going to even think about college. Like, having a family, that's crazy. That, that's not even long-term. That's still short term in comparison to what Jesus is talking about. He is talking about heaven. He is talking about a new earth, eternity. That is our reality that we live in as followers of Jesus. And we need to ask it, do we make decisions as if that is true? Right? Do we actually think the way that Jesus is challenging us, is showing us how he thinks? 
just be reminded of a few things, and, and we'll close with, with this question of, of, of what trait, what character trait, what truth that Jesus shows us here. What, what do you want to work on? And, and as you think about that, chapter 19, where we leave off, Jesus is about to be crucified. They're calling for his execution. They want to end his life. And Jesus has lived an entire life of, of living out truth, of sharing it every day. That's what he's done, right? He is God. He's the son of God. This is what he's done perfectly. And he's staring at crucifixion in the face. He's staring at Pilate even. As he's giving the responses to uh, the Jewish leaders, he knows they're the people that want him killed. He could say things to try to get out of it. He's staring at Pilate, the man that has the authority to have him killed or have him freed. And he knows Pilate doesn't want to kill him. And he could do things to set himself free. Remember, he is God. He is fully capable. He can call down a legion of angels at that moment if he wants you to be freed. But he doesn't because that was not his purpose. His purpose was to be truth to us, to be the earthly human example for us of what it looks like to follow God. And so when I ask you, or when you think about what character trait, what truth do you want to most work on? It it can be outside of this passage. It can be something else that, that comes to mind when you think of Jesus or another place where Jesus is taught. But this is why he came, is so that we would examine his life. We would learn the Bible, this book, that is a gift that we are left because That is his word. That is his life, his teaching. It is all there for us to learn from, to grow. It's not just good tips. It's not just good lessons. It is actually the truth for us to learn from. And so be challenged by Jesus. Be challenged. These are his final days. These are some of his final moments before he's executed. He is giving us very key things that are important for us to understand about who God is and what he's about. So again, final time. What character trait of Jesus, what truth do you most want to work on? Uh, Have a great week, guys, and see you soon.